Welcome everyone to episode 76 of the Slow Spin Society podcast. My name is Paul and joining me as always are Rob and Amanda. What's up you guys? Hey, hey. And we have a special guest today. Kevin is here with us. What's up, Kevin? Hello, everyone. Okay. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Kevin's here in London. <laughs> <laughs> whoop, whoop. Exactly. Kevin's in the house. Kevin's in the house. Yeah. <laughs> so... If you don't know who Kevin is, uh, well, that's a question we're going to answer a bit later. Uh, you might know from the title of this episode. But in the meantime, if you want to hear more about my elbow injury, how Figs Gear Jesus is always right, then you should... Oh, and a mini velo. No, a no, bowling bike. No, no, we, 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 we. You're loosely it's using inch. it's a twenty-inch folding decathlon, right? That's 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 <laughs> get this calling it a mini velo is a, a scraping the barrel in being able to say that's a cool bike. <laughs> <laughs> then you should listen to the pre-show. You can access the extended conversation at patreon.com/slash podcast. But let's get into the show, and I'm gonna go first here, Kevin. It's really nice to have you on the show. Uh, but you're part of the fixed gear cycling industry, but you work in the shadows. Uh, probably some people listening to this don't know who you are. So could you quickly introduce yourself for our listeners? So basically, I'm the owner of Screen Bike. Yeah, <laughs> Screen Bike is on the show. <laughs> ah, Ross, get that, get that, Ross. <laughs> <laughs> Basically became a, a, a Rob episode in a few no, seconds. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. You're uh, the just, owner of Scrim. There's just, only you at the top. You're the only one owner. No, I'm I'm not the only one. So I have another business partner, Nicholas. So uh-huh. it's a like a two man band in the office for Scrim. Damn. All right. And just so all the Whoever's listening knows that Kevin's actually here in London for this, uh, for, been here for a little bit and is staying with me for the weekend and we've just been out riding and stuff. So just let everyone know we're recording from London. Yeah. Happy to be mm. here. Finally. Yeah. We did the Pirates yeah. ride last yeah. night. Friday night. Pa- nice. Yeah. Friday, crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. So Kevin was on a screen, a screen as well? Yeah, of course, of, of course, course. <laughs> of course, of course. Did you bring your bike here? No, no. So no, he got to ride the glorious fixed Berlin Magnum. <laughs> Amanda knows it well. Okay. Yeah. Did he beat it up like I did? Nobody beats it up like you do, Amanda. <laughs> Should I? Should I go to uh, the Hyde Park, right? Should go to Hyde Park, go yeah. through all the mud, <laughs> as much mud as you can find, mm. just like drag it through. <laughs> Um, just yeah, just drop, go on night rides, and then drop it. And um, hey, hey! <laughs> just itch it a couple of times. Yeah. yeah, we've we've still got GoPro footage of Amanda eating shit. Is that right? Yeah, we yes. do. We yeah, do. we need to post that stuff. We do need to post that stuff. That's true. Oh, by the way, yeah. So, so last night was the pirates ride, and it was pretty wild one. I know you guys know what, exactly what it, what the pirates are like, but um, yeah. Niels got hit by a car and just like totaled his front wheel what? at one point. Yeah, yeah. It was a small crash. He was fine, uh, but his bike went under the front wheel of the car and like, Oof. yeah, yeah. It, oh shit! And we were all having salt beef bagels in Brick Lane, and nobody even realized he'd even crashed his bike. We were all just standing there. Oh my there, god! Like, no. So Twenty minutes we were there, and someone's like. Yo, I think Niels has been hit by a car. <laughs> we were like, oh shit. And then Dave managed to fix the wheel on the street and everyone was cheering. Yeah, it was good. What a legend. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Dave will love you. Yeah, we do love you, Dave. Okay, who's gonna take the first question for our mighty guest? Manda? So um <laughs> <laughs> let's start off from the very beginning how did you get into fixed gear well 
I think it's like eleven years ago, like when the fixed gear scene is is really good, like crazy. You can see the advertisement like everywhere. I think by that time, like、uh, I think Nike, like they have like an advertisement with the fixed gear, and some、okay. of the celebrity in Japan they ride fixed gear as well. And I think, wow, that's so cool. I have to get myself、mm. a fixed gear. That's how I saw it. Which advertisement was it with Nike?、Mm, you know the guy who created Babe. Yeah. Ah,、uh, yeah. Yeah, and like, there's a lot of like collaborate、uh, collaboration between him and his brand and Nike. I think it's a long time ago, but like, you can see it everywhere. Ten years ago, when fixed gear was、I、hot, think, what were you gonna say, Amanda? I, I literally just googled Nike fixed gear. Yeah, and then there's like an article or something. It says no breaks, no problem. When Nike shocked the、yeah. Japanese public order. Yeah. Yeah. Oh shit! And there's like a picture. Is it the red one? Of it. Yeah. No, not the bike.、Oh. It's like a looks like a photo of a magazine. Ah, okay. Or interesting. No breaks, no problem. When. Shit, that's I'll cool. I'll put the、fuck. link to the the show notes. Wait, is that? Huh. Okay. Yeah, I think. Interesting.、Oh, really cool. Like ten years ago, eleven. I, I can't really remember that, but back in the days, the fixed gear is it's like mainstream, or it's like、mm-hmm. a fashion、mm. by that time. Yeah. Well, it does look super sick. Yeah, it does. Like the style, the aesthetic. Yeah, totally. And it's on big billboards and shit, and all around the city like that. That's、yeah. cool as fuck. We always talk about how big gear in Europe and big gear in the US is somehow different, but big gear in Asia、this、again, next level. It's it's a totally different realm of things you don't even imagine. Mm. Yeah, because we we were talking about this last night. Like the standard of bike that you see in Hong Kong, you、yeah. were telling me that like everyone rides. Yeah, really fucking nice bikes. And, and yes, Scream is from Hong Kong. Oh yeah. So yeah, I think yeah. not many people knowing that. Like, but yeah, I'm from Hong Kong. The bike in Hong Kong is crazy. Everyone riding a really good bike. The scream,、um, the E number brand. <laughs> Maybe it's the the lower level fixed gear, and everyone, <laughs> but everyone get their NJS frame, like everyone. The E number brand. <laughs> <Yeah> . I thought you'd like that. I see, that, I see you, Kevin. I thought you'd like that. Like what? I thought you'd yeah, like that. <laughs> yeah. I love it. It's just uh, the, like manufacturers throwing shades on all the manufacturers is my favorite thing, probably. Uh, so, okay, I, so I have one question about that.、Um, I think it was five years ago, not even less than that. Probably three years ago. It was in Singapore. The fixed gear scene was huge, like gigantic.、Uh, yeah. The freestyle kids were all around the place, and、yeah. then Singapore actually passed a law that wasn't allowing like brakeless in the city anymore. Yeah, and like the next day, literally everybody quit because it was like everybody was so involved, but as a fashion thing rather than a passion thing.、Mm. Yeah,、uh, and so everybody was like, "Oh, I'm just gonna find another hobby, bro. It's fine." And is the fixed gear scene in Hong Kong also a fashion thing, or are people really passionate? And also, how's the break situation? How's the low situation in Hong Kong?、Mm. Like, I think it's it's a fashion thing. It's like okay, and it's more like a teenage hobby、mm-hmm. because, like, in Hong Kong, like no one really like use the bicycle as a transportation. So we ride it for fun. We're not ride it for、uh, going to the work. We're not、um, doing it 
some like a messenger job, nothing, with nothing. Like it's all about fun, fashion, looking cool, like in Hong Kong.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. So you know, that's as, the crazy part. Yeah. So not as many people commute on bikes. Yeah, and you have like entire fixed gear culture that originates from th- something that isn't the Korea culture. Yeah, so maybe it's a good part. Like, yeah, we are、uh, we love our bike. We want our bike to be like to stand out from the from the crowd. Like,、mm-hmm. try to get the best bike. Get the special edition, like the the NJS. You know, like there's lots of like、um, signature model, like actual the the Kirin Riders edition of the NJS. Like everyone wants to get something special. Like this is how their community, like the fixed gear, like the trend, like in Hong Kong. So it's almost like fast car culture. Like, kind of like kind, yeah, a, yeah. A, a little bit like yeah, you you can you buy something you like the look of and you want the best of it and you can kind of modify it in the way that you like. Yeah,、oh, that's an, it's quite different to Europe and and the States and I guess culture. Yeah, yeah. never thought about that. It's something wildly different from what we know. Yeah. yeah.、Mm. I just have to ask. Can, Uh, Kevin, a question just、uh, for the listeners: What did you think of the quality of bikes in the London the Pirates ride last night? <laughs> I'm not gonna lie; like, there's some、uh, really cool bike, like、um, vintage, like such as one I've seen. One is a Concorde. I think it's a French handmade bike. Yeah, that one is really good. And I've seen some like a Mesh、um, Parallax. Um, but not many, to be honest. <laughs> but I guess it's in the winter, so like no one rides their best bike. That's a nice way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.、Uh, from riding bikes, how did you make the jump into actually producing frames and whatever what you do? Like,、um, I got the chance to get into. The bike industry, and is, I mean, it, I I think it's okay for me to say that in twenty nineteen I have a chance to join the Scream, and、um, become the like the owner, one of the owner of Scream, and like put my passion, put my experience, like seven years, eight years experience into the fixed gear design. The one that I really wanted, and try to sell it, try to promote it to like to the world, to the best of best rider. Like at first, like I didn't really think about like how popular like it will be, but it turns out pretty good. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's a cool. That's, yeah, I mean, that's a cool dream, isn't it? Really, like. Having an opportunity and then being like, actually, I really want to make and sell the bike that I want to ride,、yeah. and then we have the Magnum. Yeah, the Magnum is、yeah. my first、um, design bike, and the next one is the Ranger, Anodize, and more to come. So, what did you do? Did you do the geometry, the tubing, the, the everything, colorways? Yeah, so I so I designed the geometry. That's the main part, and I choose the tubing like. Um, like the Magnum is a、uh, triple butted, so like there's different thickness in the tubing, like a bit thicker、um, on the head tube end, and a bit thinner on in between the the tube. So yeah, to make it more like a compliance, like to to give you a a better roll ride quality. Yeah, sick. Nice. So, when you make a, a geometry, you start from scratch, or you look for inspiration of the bike you rode before, based on like 
was like um, some really good brands like a uh, Mash mm-hmm. or something like a uh, um, old school like Cannondale. Like I look up their geometry and try to make something similar, but like put my experience to it and try to test it out. Uh, ask my friends to get a prototype of course, and ask my friend to test it out to see how's like the, the pedal strike, um, how long do we need to have like the, the chain stay. We want to have a shorter chain stay to make it more responsive, but we still have like mm. a, not to make it too long for the Ranger, uh, for the Magnum, but I know Paul <laughs> always talk about the Ranger is too long, but it's a track across. <laughs> we need some like a uh, tiring, uh, tires clearance. That's why. Hmm. And you can bounce me on the Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> and Amanda can ride crit on it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Did you ever yeah. thought that someone would use the Ranger to ride crit at a semi-pro level? <laughs> Never. <laughs> Never. Never. <laughs> Never. Well, I'm far from semi-pro, but uh, okay. <laughs> but you're pro. Uh, how do you try the first samples? Mm, so I, I just like ask the factory. So I design the geometry, um, choose the, the right like size of tube, thickness, and like to try to fill it a bit like compare my previous one do you have a rider in mind when you make a prototype do you be like right i want to give this to someone so you make a size specific one or do you generally go like small or medium the first one is like i make it for myself okay i like that yeah Mm. (laughs) of course i mean like i can really test it out how how it feels so and the first one is okay but i think the bottom brackets is a bit too too like um low too low yeah so i like make it a bit higher but not high as like another company <laughs> like um eight bar or something have super high bottom brackets uh-huh. yeah i didn't say anything but, <laughs> yeah. oh no we can badmouth people on here this is this is a slow spin but yeah, yeah no it's totally fine yeah yeah we've we've talked plenty of shit about many many bike brands here yeah. because we know this show is probably never going to be sponsored by any bike brand <laughs> yeah um so chinelli went through it aid bar went through it uh santa fixi, santa fixi went through it uh, this but yeah i, I test it out and like adjust a bit and to get the second prototype i think it's perfect then based on the one i have i designed the medium one ask another friend to ride it um he's about like six feet tall so he rides the medium slam the stem yeah. all the way down find really good yeah then I re, um, designed the extra small, large, extra large. Yeah. And it turns out really good. Cool. Oh, okay. So the extra large is the last one you design all the, uh, every yeah. time? Yeah. Um, okay. Every time. Like, the extra large, like, it's hard to find someone to test it for me. Like, yeah. But, like, we can base on the, the seat tube angle, the head tube angle. So make it not too long, make it not like a bus. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but it turns out really good because um, I know there's, there's a guy in America, um, he's about like six foot five. And he told me that, uh, he told me that like the Magnum is the best bike he will. Perfect. So Aww. like it's, it's a proper geometry for him. Mm. So what are the issues you come across when someone is so large and you've got to make, you know, small to medium, we, we fit most bikes and they're, they're quite, they're fast because they're, 
the wheelbase is right, uh, you know, the bottom, everything's right for our side. But when you get someone who's extra large, especially with someone with really long legs and, you know, a super long reach, what kind of issues do you come across in terms of trying to make that bike a faster bike? Yeah, basically, like, uh, we have to increase the seat tube length, like, to, to like, um, our large frame is a 58.5, our extra large is a 61, but we're not going to put, like, a 61 a centimeter top tube on that. Um, that is wrong, because, like, when people, like, I've done some research about, like, the height um, and the like the leg length and the torso length. Uh, tall people, they used to have like a really long leg, but actually they, their torso, their hand isn't that long. Mm. So we don't really have to like design a really long bike, Like, but the seat tube has to be really long. Okay. And maybe around like a 59 centimeter um, top tube, then they can use like a 120, 130 stem to have a, good fits on the bike mm. it gets complicated when you get that big right yeah to get a nice fitting bike that that goes that mm. accelerates the way you want it to go i mean bike geometry is a real science i know some people don't believe in it uh i'm, I'm looking <laughs> i'm looking at a few of you now um <laughs> but some some people will recognize themselves, especially in our Discord. Hey, okay. you don't know our Discord? Join it; it's really fun. Um, but <laughs> but bike geometry is a real science. Yeah, I can't even imagine. Like just me being like kn knowing a lot of mechanics, like bike geometry. I feel like it's a whole nother world, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. When I when I built my bike, I just copied. <laughs> I just copied your geometry. Mm. Oh yeah, the one the, the one you actually welded yourself, right? Yeah. Well, I made some changes to it, and I, and to be honest, I'm really happy with it. But I didn't know what I was doing. You know what I mean? I was just like, yeah, yeah. Let's move that tube a little bit. <laughs> and then the frame right. builder was like, that's too much. And I was like, okay, then let's not do that. <laughs> I've tried to do some bike design let's say big quotes around design again uh, on bike cat and then i send them to kang the frame builder i know i'm the most close from <laughs> and it was like yeah this is shit <laughs> <laughs> of course <laughs> like of course all right so, sounds great <laughs> start again what do we have to call the fixed gear police oh <laughs> <laughs> on fixed gear jesus ah yeah. <laughs> so um kevin what's the usual time frame between designing a new geometry and the public release i would say like around nine months so i would always get the uh, design the frame get the first frame uh, broad prototype uh, test it out for like around two weeks to four weeks to make sure it's good to ride the geometry is good for me. Then we have to like to place a mass order on that. So it usually takes around like six months for them to to produce. And once we get like the the all the frames raw frames, I mean like ready, we try and right try the like a paint prototype. We try to like apply different paints we try to apply the sticker like the the decals like everything get the paint prototype where it's right and then it's good to go to paint and to be ready to be sell on in the market so you're testing all the paints and all the everything yeah. on the prototypes while the rest of the frames are being made yeah that makes sense what was your first fixed gear kevin Good question. My first fixed gear is a uh, Dolan Champion. Oh, interesting. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah, I bought it from eBay. It's a 56. It's a bit large for me with brake, with uh, front brake, without a strap. Front brake, no straps. Right. No strap. 
Yeah, first rookie mistake. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A hundred percent beginner style. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but I learned it. Uh, I learned the skit on that bike without a strap. So it's like okay, a, it's a panic moment when I'm going down the hill. <laughs> like the front brake is not working. Like because the brake wow. pack is like out of position. It, it's not on the on the on the um on the rim. On, yeah, on the rim. It's on like a. It's on the side of uh, the tire, so <laughs> <laughs> it didn't work. So I tried to lean myself on on the handlebar, and it worked out. Like I did a first long skid. And it, the and first time you learned to do a long skid was when you were going down yeah. a hill, and your brake wasn't working. Yeah. So you panicked and just leaned forward like, and skidded. Yeah. Fucking hell! All right, all right. Vibe. And uh, what color was the Dolan? White one. Black one. This black one. Yeah. Is the champion yeah. the one with like the aerosy tube? Yeah, the aerosy tube and uh, quite a special bottom bracket design. Yeah, I had this one. That's a good one. Like I had this one. I think the Dolan discontinued the that model. I think yeah, this was I think the... they don't make it anymore. But that one is much better than the. I love that bike. I it's cracked the shit out of it, but I loved it. <laughs> It was my first Wait, you're telling bike. me that this bike was better than the Precursor? You Are you disrespecting the Precursor right now? It was just a next level up to a Precursor. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so many people in London are pissed now. Uh, oh, Precursor, man, don't touch our Precursor. No, I think if they could get a champion, they, <laughs> yeah. they would realize the differences. But it had a, uh, an issue with cracking on the seat post. Oh, uh, it didn't happen to me. I... I ride it for like six months and I realized it's too big. So I get another uh, bike. I had a 53. It was too small. We could have swapped. <laughs> we could have swapped. <laughs> but then I put a freestyle fork on it and a 26 inch front wheel and learned to 180 on and it. And I ruined it. And I, I cracked it in six different places. Oh what? my days! Yeah. yeah. Oh my god! I had like a Thompson, like fifty mil, like uh, stem on it, really short, flat bars, identity like twenty nine inch forks, uh, for like a downhill bike, uh, front twenty six inch wheel, uh, which had no bearing grease in it, and it was just, just <laughs> squeaking like you could hear it screaming when you rode that bike too long. Um, I loved that bike. It was a great bike. That's it. I'm gonna have nightmares tonight. I'm gonna thank you. Send you guys a picture of it. I'm gonna. <laughs> My God. Yeah, oh, no. Exactly. It was so it's... good, Amanda. You might be right here, Rob, because I don't think Dolan has something like they have the Precursor, and then they have the the DF4, the carbon one, but there is no aero aluminum one. There's nothing in the middle. Yeah. Exactly. Right, I'm going to send you guys the picture of this. You're going to love this build. You guys never knew me when I had this build. This is my first trick bike. Holy fuck. Phew. I hate it. Oh, you! It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. I can't believe the, the, the top tube is still horizontal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Look at the length of the forks, man. I mean, yeah, that fork is super long. What the hell? That bar spin for days, there was no total overlap on that bike. Yeah. Oh, the, the front wheel adds some, like, character to it. And I like that it's white. Like, I don't know. I like how Amanda is trying to be nice. Yeah, Amanda, <laughs> Amanda's like, it adds character. <laughs> It's nice because it's white. <laughs> Tries to find what I can <laughs> compliment it. <laughs> the colors are nice. <laughs> I love that. They match. The sun looks good on it. Yeah, the lighting is yeah. nice in the picture. Yeah, I like the editing of the. The editing is what makes the photo. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, thanks to Matthias in Berlin. Uh, he edited. He took that picture and. Uh, Oh my god, also this saddle. What about the saddle? Is that a Brooks saddle? No, I, I don't remember what saddle I had. 
It looks horrible. <laughs> <laughs> like the nose. It looks like a, a I don't know. It's just okay, let me let me give you a quick recap on this. Let me have a track bike that is supposed to go on the velodrome. Yeah. Fully with bike. a 29er enduro mountain bike fork the with fork. a BMX uh, <laughs> stem with tiny, teeny handlebars that are meant for whatever and a 26-inch rim from an old mountain bike. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. It was an unsealed, like, Quando hub with with uh, uh, from a 20 26 inch old mountain bike but it had loads of stickers on it was cool if every bike company in this universe decided to have a wild sex party this would be their child mm, i like that i like that that is a good description yeah but you know what that bar spin for days that thing that was like <laughs> you already said that i know is that your only excuse oh my god yeah, the front. Someone got to call the fixed gear police. <laughs> Can you imagine how heavy the front end on that thing was? Oh, no, I don't want to. All right, what's the next question? In your opinion, Kevin, what do you prefer to ride and why? Aluminium or steel track bikes? Or titanium. Or titanium. I don't know. That's a tough question. Like, I've owned. A uh, couple steel bike, NGS bike, and of course, uh, other uh, screen bikes are aluminium, and I've owned another one is a titanium one, but I think the aluminium one is the the best, like with a carbon, of course. And what? So aluminium bike was a carbon fork. Yeah. So because of the weight, like for myself, I think like aluminium with carbon and the titanium, titanium with carbon is kind of similar in weight, but the titanium one is like too hard for me. Like I, I didn't have like a 400 watts of power, but if someone has like a 300, 400 watts, Maybe the titanium one is a bit better because uh, the bottom bracket stiffness, like everything is a bit stiffer. For me, the aluminium is the most comfortable one to ride. Hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, good answer. So rumor has it that uh, an FGFS bike might be on the way. Uh, is that true? And how will this look? And how? Uh, what will the build be like? Uh, yes. You confirmed. Yeah. You. you hear it first yes. on the Slow Spin Society podcast, people. You've got J Ball like <laughs> screaming right now. In oh his yeah, car. we need to make one J Ball reference down. per episode. <laughs> so it's it's going to be like happening this year maybe next year i'm designing the frame so basically it's still an aluminium frame but with a gusset around the, the the head tube and the seat tube where the stretch like the, the stress point like that has to be there a lot and i'm still thinking about the fork like should we get like a steel fork or maybe something titanium fork because I want it to be like really durable but very light in the same time. Like, oh. What type of tire clearance are we looking at? We're looking at like somewhere around like 45C. Woo! 42, 45C. <laughs> Woo! Like, but I think people will put like a 35 because sometimes it like 42, 47. Sometimes is, too big. Yeah, sometimes too big and a bit heavy for, for like the FGFS. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I find on my steel bike, once I put 42s on, I stopped liking it. 38s, I think, is a really good spin. And even the bar spin becomes so much heavier. 
with anything over 42 uh, just because of the weight of the tyre. Well, it depends on the tyre you put, but yes, yeah. yeah. Road my mash tail was 28, 35s, and 35 most of the time. And then I put a pair of 42s on it. And I was like, wait, this is not the same bike. Yeah. And then, like, first, you're two centimeters more over the ground. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's it's completely different. I felt like riding a bow. It was an, a great experience at first. But if you want to know, you'll have to read the blog. Okay. Kevin, I still have a question about the FGFS bike. As someone that draws bike geometry, where do you draw the line between this is going to be for track lacrosse like a Ranger and this is going to be for fixed gear freestyle? It's something different. Yes, like the tubing, like the thickness of the tubing is going to be like much more thicker on the FGFS mm -hmm. one. And of course, like we would put a cassette like around the, the top tube, around the down tube, uh, attached to the head tube. That's what we should do. Like, and we will make sure the chain stay is strong enough for doing something like a slider or for like a fish and chips kind of scale. Or, you know, like there's lots of really good rider they can like go down the stair like three four five stairs doing some like a bmx drop yeah on on their fixed gear but i i would say like i wouldn't say it's like a 26 inch fgfs type of style like i would keep it as like a 700 c but with uh, like a more of like a normal track frame geometry for the people who like to ride their track bike across the city, but also want to do a bit more of the bigger tricks on it. Yeah. They want to hop stairs a bit more. And the, yeah, I, I get that. Yeah. yeah, that's a good, there's nothing in the market like that yet. I think there's some similar. But like, in aluminium, I mean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, aluminium and titanium front fork. If it happens, it would be a first though. Yeah. You heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> now Jabel has to talk about it in his podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's the perfect person to try that bike out. Yeah, I agree. I might even, uh, I might even suggest you speak to him about. Yeah, why not? Yeah. If Jabel wants to maybe get in touch and discuss the, give his opinion and yeah. His feedback would be uh, obviously greatly appreciated. I I always like to send out some prototype to the best rider, just what um, I did on the on the Ranger. So you know, like uh, Max from Melbourne, uh, Max fixed. Yeah, Mel from Melbourne. He got the prototype of the Ranger and Mimo got another one so like they are really good writer and they test it out give me some feedback so i can do some more like adjustment or on the geometry like where should i like go for like, maybe a longer top tube something about like the chain stay yeah yeah it's always good to get as much feedback from the riders as possible yeah. i think so when you want to design something for uh tricks you ask trick riders i guess for crit you ask crit riders do you have any frames that is based on style because i could i could try <laughs> that for you <laughs> that's the only part i'm good at the magnum is the, the style one the style one. <laughs> you asking me bro uh, huh? Are you asking a little? Are you sneaking in there a little bit and being like, oh, maybe I'll ride one? Nah, oh. I'm good. <laughs> Someday I'll get you. I'm good. I have plenty of stuff already. No, you know what? No, I think being into the fixed gear community, I'm always super interested in new stuff. So it could be from any brand, really. Um, no, no, I'm lying. Yeah, yeah, that. It, yeah, it, it I can't be from any brand. Yeah, 
I was like, right when you said that, I was thinking of scientific oh. scene. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> um, but writing a prototype is something you know, being able to give your feedback and potentially making this a little bit better or a little bit how you would believe it to be better. Yeah. Uh, it's, I mean, it's something great. It's a great feeling for someone that is super deep into like the community and wants to see more people arrive. Absolutely. If you write a prototype and you don't say shit about it, you're just, oh yeah, it's, yeah. If, if someone asks you, you're gonna be like, oh yes, it's a prototype. Someone give it to me or whatever. But if you're that one dude that has like a random part with no logo on it and you're like, bro, it's a prototype. It's worth five times more. Stop it. Please stop it. I hate it. Who does that? People do that. Whether you want to believe it or not. People are like, oh, it's a tiny bit different. Must be prototype. No, bro. It might just be like a production mistake. Everything a little tiny bit different doesn't need to be a prototype. Have you seen the Dolan prototype? Like, look really similar to the Tokyo. Dorsal Venter Tokyo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen it, yeah. What, is it new? It's a uh, long time ago. Oh. Like, I don't know. Like, what I've heard from that story is Dos Novanta bought the mold from Dolan. No. Yeah, that's what I heard. Dos Novanta bought the mold... F- you so Dolan, you don't have a mold for a frame. You do have a mold for a carbon oh, for frame. Carbon ah, for a carbon frame. Ah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, sorry. yeah. So I think I think Carl has it right now. Yeah, if you put it next to uh, Dos Noventa Tokyo, which is the carbon Dos Noventa, they are the same bikes. Mm. Literally. Interesting. But this one is actually a prototype. So it's fine to say it's one. <laughs> Sorry, no more hot takes today. Will we see uh, more custom colorways, more bespoke frames? What can we expect for that? Like we're going to do like, for Scream, we're going to do more collaboration with team. Like there potentially be some like a team color in the coming future. And we're going to like, like the, the fixed it, um, Berlin version, like it's uh, one of the collaboration, and we're going to do it uh, in this year. Next year, I mean, like um, we have some like a team collaboration, but I'm not going to say which team is it. Like, um, yeah, and I'm trying to like set up a like a custom color, maybe in next year, but that's pretty tough because like we have to set up a whole. A new website with some new feature that mm. let people to choose and like um, there's a uh, instant three D images mm-hmm. so people can see what's the color, how it feels. It's a hell of a website. Yeah, it's going to be very professional side. Mm-hmm. So it takes some time for me to figure out how to do that. Cool. That would be a website where you could order your screen and choose the colors. Yes. Wow. Like the like the Nike ID, like this. Yeah, yeah, like a custom, like you customize your own bike. That's next level. Nice. We just high fived. Mm. <laughs> 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 All right. So these are the collar collabs. Let's say uh, you talked about. Uh, a potential fix your freestyle frame so that's already a lot of stuff you're working on but yeah what's the dirt what are the little things that you can tell that we can expect this year in 2023 this year the next thing is the magnum titanium and you heard it here first people what (laughs) What a good answer. Ah! 
Well, um, 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 if you need anyone to <laughs> test out your titanium bike <laughs> and ride it in creates, don't you? Me not. <laughs> <laughs> and how far along are uh, you said it's coming out this year? Yeah, this year, like, um, you have a prototype already. Yes. Have you and written it? Yes, I've written it. Very solid. I mean, that's why I said. I don't really like to ride a titanium titanium <laughs> one, but if you have like three hundred watts, four hundred watts, it's definitely your choice. Jeez, if you basically a toaster of a human, then this bike is for you. Yeah, three hundred watts, four hundred in a sprint is not much. Okay, oh, oh, excuse no. me. <laughs> no, but really, like. But yeah, constantly like thirty minutes. Thirty know. minutes at four hundred watts. Yeah. I mean, I have no idea what watts I put out on my. That's like twenty. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for. Went for the lowest number That's... without being zero, pretty much. Riding next to you, it's pro. Like, yeah, if you put twenty, I probably put twenty as yeah, well. Yeah. At least we match each other. Yeah. yeah, man, the amount of scoops that we have on this episode is, oh, it is wild. Kevin, it. thank you so much for all this info. Yeah. It's gonna make a lot of people listening to this really excited and happy. Wow, a titanium one. Okay, I need then I need to ask. You're free to answer or not, but in today's economy. Titanium is crazy expensive uh, because also most of titanium manufacturers right now are directly in the US. I'm talking about Weiss, number 22, Moots, uh, Lightspeed, all of these, they're like made in the US. So they're crazy expensive. Where is your price point? If you can tell me. It's going to be like, uh, I would say it's like around two thousand something in US dollar. Two, so two K US dollar. Yeah. Frame titanium frame and carbon fork. Of course. That's not bad. I mean, I'm I'm not going to put some like a hipster tax on that one. <laughs> like this is my philosophy. Like, I'm not going to put any like a, I don't know, hipster tax, as you know, some of the brands. Hipster. Some of the brands. Like, the brand <laughs> 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 oh, Shots fired. Only real bullets today, people. Hmm. <laughs> sorry, sorry, my throat was a bit. Uh... So, I that. Uh, something. What's what's on the side of uh, of Dos Noventa? We love Helvetica or something like that. The the font. Yeah. yeah. Uh, sorry, so, sorry, Kevin. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. But yeah, no, no hipster two, tags. Two K US dollar. I think it's reasonable. But you, I guess you'll see closer to the time as well. Yeah. Yeah. Once you start going into production. And I'm not going to sell like a, just a raw titanium frame, like without any design. I'm going to match oh. the color with the fork. So mm -hmm. you're not looking for like a silver frame with a black fork. For me, it's kind of weird. Like everyone making like a, just a silver frame, black fork. It looks like the same as the aluminium one. So I will put some more detail on that one to match the fork. Any kind of fade that you've been doing with the, the recent Magnum 22s? Is there something along the lines of the titanium fading into color? Yeah, I'm trying to, like I've tested out, like I'm trying the fading. So on my prototype, I got a, like a black fade to silver. Mm. So the fork is black in, in black, and the fading from black to the raw filling of like the, the titanium 
cool the titanium silver so i'm still thinking like the whether it's a fade or there's some like a sharp cut or there's some like a more detail about like where it joins where yeah. it joins yeah cool i I totally agree with you on that, Kevin. I think titanium bikes are really cool, but I am just sick and tired to see them raw. Uh, and that's probably why I give a lot of kudos for uh, to number 22 recently. They are crazy expensive. I'll never be able to afford one. But the the amount of work they put into anodizing and Cerakote is glorious. Like the last bike they revealed, the last fixed gear bike they revealed at the Philly Bike Expo, that was like white and orange, bronzy. It was so good. So good. Yeah. So I'm totally with you on not raw titanium frame, at least partly painted. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can have one raw if you want, but I agree, like, the black carbon contrast to just a completely raw bike doesn't all... It looks a bit... Yeah. It's been done. Yeah. It, was a, it was a bit like when MASH decided to yeah. release the... Yeah, yeah. I think it's AC2 or 3, and they had one that was just raw. Black Fork, and that was it. And I remember thinking to myself, well, it's Smash, right? So most of people are going to be okay with that. But if 8-Bar did that, <clears throat> like, people would be like, bro, that's just fucking lazy as fuck. Mm -hmm. Tom Thompson did it well with their latest uh, downhill bag, and it looks cool, I must admit. But they put, like, the Thompson, like titanium badge on the head tube and they've got some yeah. attention to detail uh, and it, it looks cool. But yeah, that's raw as well. But then it's got like a downhill fork or whatever, whatever fork it has. Yeah. It just d tends to have more color or detail on it than just a standard uh, road fork. It's not like I don't like raw frames. No, exactly. really. I, li I like raw frames too, but I see what you're saying. All right. Any of you have one last question for our friend Kevin over there? Any events to look forward for this year that you might be part of? Events? Like, I uh, think, the Alley Cat in London. No, actually, that's three, like a free Alley Cat in the UK. So we're going to sponsor them. The one, um, the first one I think is in Glasgow. The second one in Leeds, and the final one is in London. Yeah, big so, shout uh, out to the guys from the Great Alley Cat of London again. We 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 just saw them today yeah. and had a catch up, and uh, everyone's pumped to get this yeah. this event. And I may add something to that. We will be also hosting on the Sunday the thirteenth. The first UK, or well, not first UK, but our first Trick Track FGFS event on Sunday the 13th after the Great Alley Cat of London. Part of the Great Alley Cat of London. Damn. Damn. There's going to be cash prizes, component prizes, different categories for all levels to enter. We potentially will have a good sponsor and have some form of skate park environment location djs music artists it's gonna be a wild That's sick. wait 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 a minute yeah. so this event that you're talking yeah. about it's a contest yeah my god j-ball is gonna be so happy about that. well i need to call j-ball and ask him how he <laughs> kind of graded how, what he was looking for in terms of how they did their contests. I need his advice on the way it's going to be run. All right. And when's the date again? So the out of town will be on the Friday night, which will be the 11th of August. The main event will be the, the big badass 100 riders over 100 kilometers alley cat on the Saturday. Major cash prizes for this one this year. And the Sunday, the 13th of August, will be the Trick Track FGFS event. Damn. Get your... We'll be there. Oh. They, there's the sunshine crit. 
anywhere. Yeah, mm. even if I would love to go to Copenhagen, I'm sorry, but it's gonna be Great Alika of London yeah. over Sunshine Crit. Sunshine Crit, well, I love you. I really want to come, but sorry, this time it's not happening. Probably next year. I'm yes, I'll be. There. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kevin, I have two last questions for you. Traditional questions here on the show. First one being, do you have that you own or not any bike or frame that just hits different something? Truly close to your heart, uh, one and true dream bike. If there is one, what is it? Um, I got myself a free range with a bat wing lug. Ooh, Shit. that's yeah. hot. It's yeah, it is pretty good for myself. So it's a thirty-three. Um, I think it's a thirty-three square. So the top tube and the seat tube. It's on the same length, so perfect. Just a perfect bike for myself. What color is it? A uh, red. Wow, love it. This Do you have a picture good. of it anywhere? Yeah. Can we put it in the show notes for the Definitely. guys? So we'll send it for. Yeah, sick. Awesome. And my last question is: Who would you like to hear next as a guest on the Slow Spin Society podcast? It's really hard to, to think about. Right now, on the spot, yeah, on this spot. But like, I would love to see, like, if any other frame builder or manufacturer or brand to come to the sl- slow spins. That's a society. good answer. That's actually a yeah. good answer. Yeah. I don't. Who else could we get? Mm. That's a good. That's a another frame brand or a yeah. manufacturer or frame builder. Yeah. How's Kang's English? Has Kang got good English? Kang's got alright English, but Kang is busy right now, and I don't want to bother him because he has a lot of work. And you bother him enough anyway. Mm. I want to let the man do the work. I want to see more Kang frames out of the Kang factory as soon as possible. Fair play, fair play. So yeah, we're gonna let the man work. Kang, if you're hearing this, go back to work. <laughs> <laughs> All yeah, right. get back to work making our bikes. <laughs> All right, people, that's going to wrap another episode of the Slow Spin Society podcast. As always, everything we'll discuss today will be in the show notes on the blog, slowspinsociety.com, along with the various articles and write-ups I post every two weeks. I recently posted a story about me putting 42C tires on my mash steel. It's an interesting story. Uh, you might have a read on that. It's pretty good. Sure. <laughs> Slow spin society. <laughs> Amanda's like the sound effect. Amanda is oh, like that, you know, like rappers in the background yeah. that just add little sounds yeah, yeah, yeah. like Slow spin society. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. <laughs> what the fuck Slow Spin Society is proud to be a listener supported podcast if you get value out of the show why not consider putting some value back in you can visit patreon.com slash Slow Spin Society podcast in the community where pledging at any level will grant you access to the extended cut of the show special thanks goes to our 43 patreon supporters making this show possible and ad free and sponsor free Special thanks goes to our 43 Patreon supporters making this show possible and ad-free. We love you guys. You can also find us on our Discord server. The invite link is also in the show notes. Always our Instagram account, at Society. Rob is at Kenzie.co. Amanda is at Amanda C. Berger. I go by at underscore Paul underscore you. Kevin, where people can find you online? Um, Screen Bikes or my account is KevinCX. Three. All right. All right, people. Sharing the podcast with your friend is by far the easiest way to support the show by giving us a good review on the platform of your choice. The music for the show is Lovely Swindler by Maria, and the illustration is by me. It's been a good run. We'll see you in two weeks. Have a good one. Bye bye. Bye, guys. Bye. Peace out. <laughs> <laughs> you were waiting for that, weren't you? <laughs>
and now people will know that we we're going into a great after show that you'll be missing out if you're not a Patreon supporter. But uh, it's great, I swear.